Hi, and welcome to the sixth episode on the Reclaiming Filipinx Identity. Today, I am so honored to have one of a really good friend of mine that I met in IP360 Philippine Food Games and Ritual. Uh, his name is Aaron Heronimo, and he is one of um, a good brother of mine that really has an intellect when it comes to being Filipino-American. Um, he was mentioned in the last two episodes ago by um, one of my our guest speakers, Admil. So, without further ado, I welcome you, Aaron. Hello, so my name is Aaron Geronimo. Um, I'm second generation Filipino. Um, I'm 23 years old. I love music. Uh, it's kind of music in general. I don't have a particular genre. Um, I do play an instrument. I'm lucky enough that um, my parents got me an instrument in middle school. So I played the alto saxophone for three years. Um, one year was banned in high school. Um, didn't last too long. Didn't have a good relationship with the band teacher, but it's all right. Um, when I was younger, I really liked to take things apart. Um, I used to love Legos. I used to love building scale models. Um, just a side note on the, I like to take things apart. My mom and dad's favorite story about me when I was little was how I somehow got a hammer and I, I, I hit a fish tank. I don't know why. I guess I want to see what's inside the tank, whatever. But that's her favorite story to tell me. Even though I've heard it like a million times and everyone else has heard it a million times, but it's still their favorite story. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of a dumb kid. Um, so that kind of moved up into cycling in, in about maybe early high school. I got into cycling. Um, kind of passed the time, kind of trying to stay in shape as well. But it was kind of a... I guess a next step from Legos and building scale models. Um, a lot of times, well, from the bikes that I had and the bikes that my friends bought, I'd start with a bare frame, I'd build it up. And in high school, this got into, this kind of stepped into cars. A uh, little bit of, uh, backtracking just a little, my uncle used to work on our cars at home. Um, he was a kind of mobile, he was a mobile mechanic, I guess you would call it. And when I was younger, I didn't go to school, but yeah, that's kind of how that kind of progressed. And I used to do minor fixes for my family, whoever else needed it, but now it's also kind of my side job. So, you know, kind of hard to make guns meet in Hawaii sometimes, so need a little bit of money, but it's kind of what I do on the side too. So I install parts. I'm also a custom fabricator. Um, and that's what I did in high school and until now. But this is kind of what drove my after high school um, kind of career path. So after high school, um, I joined, or I applied for UH Manoa with the intention of uh, majoring in mechanical engineering. And obviously it made the most sense to me at the time. I did mechanical engineering for two years and unfortunately about the middle of the second year, so my third semester, I kind of figured out I'm really not 
that grid at map. So it prompted a switch to computer science. Um, and computer science was chosen because of all the credits that are two years, one. Uh, computer science with those credits, so I wouldn't have to start over. Um, ICS is still my current major. Um, luckily, I was also able to go through most of it, so this is my last semester, so yeah, that's really great. Um, the thing is, engineering is exempt from two years of language, unlike all the other majors. So when I switched to ICS, it meant I had to go back and take a language class. And for me, Ilocano made the most sense. Um, I'm a second, gener second generation Filipino. My grandparents spoke Ilocano. My parents spoke Ilocano. So they made the most sense. Um, I would have someone at home who I can ask for help if I need it. Obviously, it would also make communicating with my parents, um, also my relatives, a lot easier. Granted that many of my relatives in the Philippines speak English or in, you know, it's better than just So as far as taking a Locano and granted that I am a second generation Filipino, I feel kind of bad to say or to even attempt to associate myself with um, Filipino or Ilocano identity. It, it's kind of an odd thing to say, granted that, again, my heritage comes as Filipino and Ilocano, but I was never really raised Filipino. Um, my upbringing was very American. I was born here and raised here. Um, my sister, on the other hand, I would actually argue that she is more Filipino per se than I am. Mm. Um, my grandpa, uh, my, my grandpa, my dad's mom, my mom's dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he's the one who taught Ilocano to my sister. So, um, my parents, both my parents work. So when we were growing up, parents would take care of more so my sister. Mm -hmm. So her her upbringing was very Filipino. Um, my grandpa unfortunately passed away before I was born. Mm -hmm. So after the fact, that kind of Filipino upbringing was never really applied to me. So. As much as me taking Ilocano classes, taking, I've taken two Ilocano culture classes as well. Um, and I mean, as, as many classes I'll take, as many, um, as you know, as much language as I speak, I don't feel to say that I can associate myself with the Filipino identity because it's not really, it's never, it will never actually be a part of me per se. It's always just gonna be me trying to learn it mm -hmm. as 
you know, as, I mean, as sad as, as it is, um, as much as, you know, I'd, I'd want to also, you know, reconnect with my roots, but it's, it's, it's a little, I'm a little too far removed from it, mm-hmm. as kind of sad as it is for me to say, but I mean, it is what it is. When you said, like, sorry, um, you feel removed from it, is it because of that colonial mentality? No, what, I'm sorry? Uh, when you said, like, um, you felt kind of removed from it, like, you don't really identify, is it because um, of that colonial mentality of you growing up here in the States, or Hawaii, sorry? In a sense, I would I would actually say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, yes, I am a second-generation Filipino. My parents came from the Philippines. Um, they, they had a very... Uh, interesting view on it I would say um, I guess the idea was that the more American you were the more successful you would be um, I, I don't actually know if that's exactly how they thought of it but that's the best way I can put into words mm-hmm. so um, to me and my sister they spoke very little Ilocano uh I, I, I won't say that some Filipino traditions weren't passed down, mm-hmm. um, but very few were. Mm-hmm. So I I personally don't feel Filipino per se. It's like if I go to the Philippines, you know, I I don't feel like I'm home. Obviously, like I call Hawaii my home, mm-hmm. but when I go to the Philippines, I don't feel like I'm part of that. You know, all my cousins kind of look at me and they're like he's American <laughs> they don't have to say it you know, it's, it's how they treat you yeah it's, it's in the way they treat you they don't treat you as I guess as you would a fellow Filipino because I mean unfortunately they can't they can't speak Ilocano to me they can't you know some of the things like that a Filipino would know like certain I guess like I guess a good example would be like certain punchlines for a Filipino joke. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be able to say a Filipino joke to me, because I would just kind of stand there and be like, "Haha, that's what I, I don't know what that means." I'm sorry. So I, I could never really connect to my cousins either. So it's I, I just feel so far removed from it. Mm-hmm. I mean. No, like it does talk though. Yeah, because I remember learning it from IP three six four. Um, the idea of like the visitor and the native, and like yeah, like when you were talking, like I could just I remembered learning about that. Like sometimes we don't really know we're like in the middle of things because because we're far removed from it, we're not really like close to the culture itself like it feels like we are a foreigner from it like how do we really identify someone i think there was a term do you remember it the philippinicity i i do recall mm-hmm. um i don't remember what the exact term was um in ip360 uh clea darren had mentioned or he had shared with us a video 
in his video about where he felt he stood and I felt like I could I could really connect to that one because one of it like or well the whole point of his his poem was that he wasn't quite Filipino but at the same time he wasn't quite American and you know you're right it's it's a it's a middle it's somewhere in the middle that doesn't quite identify with one or the other but a really really mix because it's so well blended together it, it becomes like its own thing that doesn't you know that doesn't make it similar to either or so but i guess in a sense i would identify more as american because of the environment of which i was brought up mm -hmm. but even then it's still not quite fully american either so yeah unfortunately Sorry, it's kind of like taking a really weird turn. <laughs> no, it's not. Actually, I yeah. I wanted to add something, but I was I was search I was trying to search up um the ter the term itself. Oh, the that that kind of middle term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I really don't remember. It's kind of it's kind of bad too because I think when I took IP three six four. I kind of went into like a little rant about this in class, and I think I offended a few people, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think it's it's something that you know there's it's this claim to Filipino identity that a lot of younger Filipinos want to make. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's great. You know, it's it's something everyone should do you should be in touch with your roots but the fact that i had made the statement that for for me anyways this is my personal experience with it was that i i can't like even if i make the claim for it it's not something that i can ever really attain mm -hmm. and i think it's something that um offends a lot of people by saying that because it kind of makes their pursuit seem um, not worthwhile per se. So I, I can kind of see why it offended a few people, but I mean, it's the unfortunate truth. But I feel In like some aspect, yeah. But I feel like even if you did kind of offend people, like it's. In a way, like you're telling them, like what you feel and like what deserves to be um, heard, rather than you're just trying to hide the truth of it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I found it. So it was in module two. It's the burden of representation. Oh, that's a good one. It's kind of weird because when we were taking Kuya Darren's class, I actually never really thought that it would have this type of impact on me, per se. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, culture, music, hey, you know, great, it's a, it's a writing event, so I can get my credit. But mm -hmm. 
the way that Priya Darren was able to put it into perspective from you know that 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 middle place you know it made it relatable for everyone whether you know regardless if you were Filipino or if you weren't because he could relate to both and I think that's like the purpose for the Filipino classes or the IP classes like it's meant to give you a purpose but at the end like the effects of it like you kind of like think about like your culture more and you kind of like um, have like that sense of understanding of like your identities in such a way yeah for sure I mean that I, I will wholeheartedly admit that granted I may not be able to claim that identity but the fact of the matter is I, I understand it so much more mm-hmm. you know it's it, and that's what came with the understanding is that I understood that I could never actually claim it as mine at that point. Mm-hmm. It the because after taking all the culture classes and the the language classes, the, the Filipino identity and the culture is so much more than just the language. It's so much more than just the practices. Mm-hmm. It's everything else that comes with it. And to me, that's kind of why I felt like I could nothing I could do could could you know could allow me to gain all of it so it's funny you brought that way because um in all of the filipino community that i've been seeing in instagram especially this popular um social media called one down media um they have this philosophy called um they want to redefine filipino because we kind of agree that the Filipino term itself, it's kind of, um, the, the, the term itself to identify is very, it's very, it's not really um, too broad for people and it's kind of hard for us to identify because when we think of Filipino, we think of, oh, you're going to be going in the medical field, oh, you're Filipino, you must be a good singer, you must be a good dancer, and like all those stuff, but like, in really in reality like being filipino is the same way as being chinese being japanese being american it's not it's not defined by like your action of like what you do or what what is your career or anything but it's truly like it's your history pretty much for sure and i mean you know i think that's why like with all the younger filipinos you know, all the, the second, third, you know, generation Filipinos who are trying to make claim to it again. I mean, it's it's great. You know, it's it's very refreshing to see everyone trying. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I don't want it to sound like everyone is going to be in the same boat as me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everyone's brought up differently mm-hmm. and you know as, as you were saying the the filipino identity isn't can't really be defined mm-hmm. because it's it's so much different thing that's not just what we think you know, it's not just what we do it's not just what we can do it's not like this cookie cutter you know stamp that mm-hmm. you like boom hey that's filipino no it's it's not so you know it's being able to, I guess, redefine it 
and either maybe I guess include the things that the Filipino kind of culture and identity has evolved into currently. I mean, it would give a lot of people more purpose. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's more. You know, less people would end up the way I think. You know, people would be more comfortable with the identity, knowing that it also includes these things that they previously did not think was considered, you know, quote unquote Filipino. I mean, yeah, you make a really good point on that one. Because if you go, if you see a lot of like the high schoolers who are coming, who are immigrating from Philippines to here compared to the people who were born from here, like, like what can you see? To be honest, like, well, I feel really bad for saying this, but... No, it's okay. In, <laughs> so, like, when, when I went to high school, we were very, very stupid, for lack of a better term. But, I mean, there was a very... Um, what's the word? Like, I, uh, I guess you could tell, you know, quote-unquote, that some person wasn't from here mm-hmm. so it, it kind of caused all the you know the, the filipinos that immigrated here like during high school it you know they hung out with other filipinos because quite frankly everyone kind of pushed them to do that person they like it sounds really bad but i mean that's kind of the reality of how high school was mm-hmm. Again, for lack of a better term, we're, we're kind of stupid. But I mean, to be honest, now there are people that I've met, and you know, I'll in, in college, anyways. Like there are people I've met, and like, hey, so you know, where are you from? They're like, oh, I'm from the Philippines, or you know, even other countries. I'm from Korea. I'm from, you know, I'm from Japan. I'm from you know, multiple other places, but. The shock comes from when I find out that they just came here like recently, mm. fairly recently. And that's kind of why like earlier when I was saying that there are things that are Filipino, quote unquote, that, you know, the people who are born in the Philippines, raised Filipino, you know, things that they do that don't necessarily seem Filipino, quote unquote, to people like me I guess mm-hmm. so a lot of them seem local you know they'll, they'll mention things that like I'm trying to think of an example right now but it's it'll come as a shock to me to hear that they are also you know they weren't born here mm-hmm. because to me it, it didn't seem like it it seemed like they were born here. They weren't born in another place. Mm-hmm. But again, it's because they they exhibited things that, to me, wasn't part of that you know cookie cutter mold that mm-hmm. I thought was associated with that culture. I kind of like agree with you at that point because I remember when I was doing a uh, the episode with Edmil, um, DJ, and them. Like when I was just hearing their story, and when I found out like, oh wait, you guys weren't born here. You guys were born there. I was like. 
that kind of gave me a shocker at first because it's like they really seem like they fit in like to a local point of view that I never thought of like they are they were actually from the Philippines so I guess yeah. it's that's that stigma that we kind of are born in, I guess that we are kind of brought upon yeah it, it, it really is so that's why I guess you know college was the eye-opener for me hmm. that you know hey you know we're wrong <laughs> the fact that you know we, we it wasn't right for us to think that but I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't change. I guess it doesn't change the way I think from myself, even being exposed to other people who were born in the Philippines, but you know our our um, our practices don't vary that far. The fact of the matter is they were they were born into it. You know, their identity is the one that they were raised as versus me being born here and the way I was raised, mm-hmm. I can't make that same relation to them on that level. Mm-hmm. Well, um, have you ever felt proud of having someone that looks like you or does what you do? in position of power but eventually found out they have values that are damaging and ultimately toxic to the community you hope they would serve does it make me proud was that the yeah have you ever felt proud of having someone that looks like you well i guess i could kind of split that question because in a sense you know having someone look like me per se as you know like someone who's filipino you know someone i can relate to on on you know kind of that aesthetic level to see them at a position of power or you know at an as an elevated status yes you know it it, it is very i i am proud you know it it makes granted i can't not i feel like i can't you know the fact that my nationality Mm-hmm. You know, my history is Filipino. I can't run away from that. But to see a, a Filipino at you know at a elevated position, it's it's awesome to see. You know, it's that kind of like all Filipinos can do that. That's awesome. Um, but on the flip side, because that another question was like, if they aren't. Maybe that's like a part of the question. Oh, or does what you do in position of power, but eventually found that they have values that are damaging and ultimately toxic to the community you hope they would deserve, they would serve, sorry. See, so, yeah, so then that part of the question, I, I it, it'll be slightly contradicting to what I said previously, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, because they're Filipino, because they hold this elevated status, they hold this power, and they don't use it to represent Filipinos in a good way. I don't want to say it like this, but it is, I feel ashamed. Because because it's like 
you know, as someone in an elevated position, you know, it's you would think that that person is you know the best of us. Mm-hmm. You know, they deserve that position. So if the best of us does bad things, what does that mean for the rest of us? Like I guess. That was a yeah. weird, sorry, what was it? it? What? Can sorry continue? <laughs> no, 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 you're good. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. But yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of the way I thought of it. Was that like, yeah, if if the best of us is that bad, you know, that it kind of paints a bad picture for everyone else. It's kind of a side story, but it's slightly related. I guess is that there was one time that me and my dad were talking about older people. Kind of weird to say because my dad's also like like 64, so he, he is old people. But um, I kind of had to admit to him at one point was that there are very It's not uncommon to see an older person who's really rude. Not to say all old people are like really rude. You know, mm-hmm. Some of them are super nice, but you know some of them are actually really rude. But um, mainly, there's a lot of unfortunately older people who are Filipino who are really rude mm-hmm. and. You know, it it kind of relates because now, whenever they, you know, interact with someone who's not Filipino, you know, it, it kind of builds the stigma that like, oh, if the older generation Filipinos like this, that explains why the younger generation is like this. Mm. And yeah, you know, I, I always hated them. That kind of brought. Up a lot of things. Why I always wanted to run away from my culture itself. Mm-hmm. Like because of the older generation, like I always see them gossiping and all those stuff. Like they try to like criticize you and like you know like those toxic mentality, crab mentality kind of things. That's why I never really associate myself with being yeah. Filipino because I didn't wanna be seen like I have that kind of mentality uh, mentality as well. But. I realized that there there is more than that. Like, it's just few people that think of that, and there's actually other Filipino gens that, um, when you're surrounded with people with the like-minded as you, you kind of um, begin to understand, and that's why uh, taking the class with um, just to experiment, taking the class, I kind of. Um, hearing stories from like Kuya Jason and then from on, of Kuya Darren, I realized that um, the more that I surrounded myself with people like you, like Micah and Andre and everyone else, like I realized that we kind of have we're in a similar boat, and not all people have that mentality that we're trying to down on other Filipinos, but we're kind of like here together to like. Be able to lift up our community because in history, like yeah. we've been looked down upon because of those um, description about us. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's that's 
you know, I mean, th- that's a great way to put it. You know, it's it's the same reason why, in you know, in your in your question was that when I see also, you know, in you know, in an elevated position, it, it makes me proud because it goes, you know, against the grain. It goes against what everyone else thinks of a Filipino. You know, it it shows to the rest of the world that Filipinos in general, you know, are, are so much more than what the stereotypes are. So, you know, it's like that mold that everyone thinks is Filipino. You know, as you said, the, you know, the, the quintessential Filipino girl is going to be a nurse. You know, that mold, um, a few months but not a few months back. Uh, I think last month, the um, there was a Filipina that was just recently promoted in the Air Force to become the first Filipina um, fighter jet pilot. That was really cool to see. I saw that. You know, across all the the, the stereotype, stereotype Filipinos have, even the ones that, you know, like myself, a Filipino sees in another Filipino. You know, it's it's great to see that there are other Filipinos who are actively trying to break that stereotype, you know, to show that not everyone's like that, that there's more to it. And you're right. In the class, in the class that we've had together, you know, it's it's really apparent that, you know, between me, between you, Micah, Edmo, you know, everyone else, you know, granted, we come from so many different backgrounds. We're all still Filipino, but you know, we're so different than what the stereotypes we see Filipino as. And this is getting really serious kind of conversation. Sorry. No. I should have warned you because this is really bad. Or this is a really... This happens a lot when I get into things. That's really good though. I should have told you that. No, no, no. It's fine. It's funny because another like Filipino kind of like... Oh, typical Filipino. It's like Catholic or like... Mm-hmm. Or is, you know, fairly religious. Side story is that... I almost got excommunicated from my church. Are you Catholic? Um, so I was born and raised Christian. Mm. So the I'm not gonna say that Filipinos are okay with you know LGBTQ community. They not really stuff from other Filipinos, but I myself. You know, love who you want. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So that got me in trouble with our pastor because he was saying really bad things and I hated it. Mm-hmm. So I said something. And yeah, so I, 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 I got kicked out of our church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's so nothing wrong with it. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the thing is that when. It comes to things that I feel really strongly about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does go to religion. It comes to, you know, being a Filipino or like 
a question of you know doing or being so you know you know I de- to me those things are like really really it's that like I feel really strongly about mm-hmm. so like I'm kind of sorry <laughs> like, no 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 it's fine whenever, whenever it comes to these things that I get a little mm-hmm. overly serious I mean yeah no 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 it's fine you're you're good because like even me um i'm born and raised catholic and then because the the lgbtq um same sex and all of those issues like um like i know the catholic church goes against with it but there's like i know really good people like who are filipino who are catholic who are in those kind of communities but they still um they still like they they they're still part of it and they're still Catholic and like that's what I'm like really I guess appreciative of how 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 much they're still um, acceptive of it even though they themselves may feel like outcasted because they're not kind of welcome but I know that so far um, just being in the Catholic community itself like it's the dialogue itself it's coming but it's just the saying like the more it gets talked about like the more it's really welcome it kind of makes me think though because i guess i never really thought of it before but I don't know what the correct word is, but it's so, like, sectioned, I guess you can call it. So when, um, I'm trying to figure out a way to put this in words, hold on. <laughs> you said so, section. So Filipinos with the, with, yeah, so the, the, like, with Filipinos and the LGBTQ community, they, I guess in a sense, kind of distance themselves from it mm-hmm. you know, there's a very obvious divide between the community who's against it you know and, and granted they're both they're also looking at they're both all you know technically catholic but there's such a divide between the two i i, I kind of like like for myself anyways is why I feel so distanced from my relatives in the Philippines or even my relatives here who are, you know, first generation or they've been raised more Philippines than I was, is that because like they they purposely distance themselves from me because you know, I wasn't raised the same way. Sorry, we hold on. I apologize. Um, half of the stuff he said got cut off because I had to stop the recording because my family came over because we were celebrating my dad's birthday and I didn't expect um, that they would come from the garage area. And so yeah, so continue. <laughs> you know, because again, you know, I'll go to my cousin's house and they'll say something, and I, like the joke will go so far over my head, and they'll just be like, "Oh, you don't get it. Sorry." You know, it has that kind of derogatory feeling, like. Because you're not Filipino, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so I started recording again. 
if they start talking, like I'll just like it's okay. It's gonna be part of the podcast story. Like it's a, <laughs> yeah. Like as you were saying though. <laughs> I think before I cut you off. Wait, the one I'm sorry, you're getting a little cut off. Yeah. Fine. No, it's okay. <laughs> I guess to wrap things up, I guess. It's like cutting in and out. Yeah. Um, if you could tell yourself anything, what would it be? So, this was, I, I don't know, I don't think I fully understand how this saying is, but it is a Filipino saying because it's from my dad, and it's like, Bahala no bukas. Wait, what? So, Bahala no bukas, I might be saying that wrong. Is it Bahala ka sa buhay mo? It's not that for sure, okay. but that's why I'm saying I might be saying it wrong. Okay. <laughs> but no, no. you know, regardless, it, it, it's kind of like you know, like you you live every day. So you know, on the on the topic of what would I tell myself, you know, I ever since I was little, my dad always, it's not even just my dad. Like I always try to, to live every day with the intent of not regretting it the next day. Mm. So, you know, wherever, you know, granted, I since from my Filipino side, you know, I may not have made the best decisions before. I may have gone into arguments with my family or really dumb things or, you know, whatever stuff that happened. But I mean, you know, I don't think I would tell myself anything because I wouldn't want anything to happen any other way. Can you repeat the saying again? I'm sorry. No, you're, um, I, I don't really want to say it because I might be saying it wrong. But, yeah. No, it's okay. Just try. Try your best. I think it's Bahala no Bukas. I think. I know the first word is Bahala. I know that. Bahala? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I actually might have it written down somewhere. Give me a second. Okay. Somewhere. Pretty sure I I use the saying it's my script to save all your stuff from previous losses. So yeah. Well, I really thank you for coming on. Yeah, for sure. To talk stories. For having me. If anything, I would I would always be glad to like have you come on in another episode because there's more into your story and like I really appreciate you for being vulnerable enough in sharing it mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah thank you for having me I I just have to say sorry if it kind of went further than you <laughs> expected it to I should have gave you kind of a, a preface to what might happen <laughs> I mean no. I'm I grew up very vocal so I guess it, it just never went away. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the characteristics about being Filipino is very a lot of Filipinos are very vocal, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to advocacy and is such sort. Yeah, for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. This is like one way like I never really find myself in doing this podcast. 
but I really use this platform to really understand and hear the stories of of our community because there's more to learn and it's really um, appreciative to be able to understand that we go through the same struggles we are we're not only like we're not really different from each other but we even if we might be like a generation off like we still we still go through the same struggles as a first 1.5 second or go second or go on with the generation yeah i mean a great example was like kuya darren mm-hmm. i don't remember who it was but then Tachi, it might have been you. <laughs> me? No, when someone had said me and Kuya Darren were the same age. That was me. <laughs> I told you it was you. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, you know, I, you know, as as bad as that was, you know, Kuya Darren, it was a whole entire generation different mm-hmm. from us. You know, it is. You know, you're so right in saying that. You know, despite the generation gap, you know, we're all facing the same problems. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still going through the same things. You know, we're, we're not alone in the struggle. Mm-hmm. It was a good thing you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's relatable. Yes. yes. But I guess that's all to end. Um, I kind of wanted to end... Um, saying something um so i met a friend um, they're from san diego and he wrote a book about representation of pure visibility so it stories in it's stories of filipino americans in san diego but i feel like um this might be a great um reflection for you so he defined as Representation is defined as speaking on behalf of a group or idea. This term, unlikely visibility, can neither be positive or negative. For the sake of this project, I'm going to mainly focus on the positive aspect of representation. Is that like a full book? Yeah, it's a full book. That's cool. Yeah, so his name is Alfredo Liano and he has a book on Amazon, if you want to check it out. Acne might, because I just actually set up my Kindle. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Give me something to read. Yeah. I'll send it to you uh, after this. But okay, cool. To wrap up, I'm really thankful that I met you in IP360 and the rest of the people from there. <laughs> you know, I am actually really happy I met all of you too. Mm-hmm. It was very life-changing. Even though, the, yeah, morning. even though it was a very awkward and quiet class, in the end, like, it was well worth nah. it. Yeah, for sure. Happy Thursday was a good class. <laughs> but, yeah.